Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Johnny Paul. Welcome to episode 149. On this episode, we are going to shudder to watch Suitable Flesh. Our summit to scream about is movies that we think that each other would die or survive in, which is going to be a good bit of fun. And our movie from the vault that Geordie Paul picked out of the vault was Possession. And I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on that one. How the devil are you doing, boys? Well, I'm, I'm still possessed. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened watching that one. Woo! Yeah, that's a big... <laughs> from me <laughs> Spoiler alert. still getting over that one um yeah i'm all good i'm all good um i had a little bit of time off so that's nice just uh working through but i've managed to pick up a couple of couple of movies oh not i watched <laughs> i watched i watched one a film called shattered don't know if anyone's heard it. it's got frank grillo in it john malkovich um and the chap from uh Cameron Monaghan, don't know if anyone remembers him, he was the he played the Joker in Gotham. Um it's a little cheeky horror sort of thriller where someone's sort of like he's a rich guy and someone sort of a, a, a young lady um comes into his life and sort of starts to take over and it get it, t- t- it turns into a nice little dark twisted story. It's not bad, but not great. Um, I also watched Life. Ever remember Life? With, uh, uh, yeah. Jake the, the alien ripoff, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. the alien ripoff. It was fucking great. I st- I, I've watched it a couple of times, but uh, I, I totally forgot. I thought it was fucking fantastic. I love it. Is that the, it. Movie, the movie they thought that was going to spawn Venom? <laughs> that was the rumours. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, that was the whole marketing campaign around it, wasn't it? That would have been amazing. I just forgot the I forgot the ending, man. I, mean, I thought the ending was fucking so dark. That's was, was great. I'd love to see more, more of that world. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've sort of managed to get around. What about you, Jordy Paul? What have you been up to watching? Well, I think I've had quite a productive uh, couple of weeks. Now, maybe not for volume-wise, but the films I've watched, I didn't expect anything from. And uh, I've hit a couple of what I would consider a couple of little home runs. So... We'll start off with a shit one. <laughs> so I caught a film called The Shed. Which, exactly. Um, it's basically, it boils down to a lad finds that he's got a vampire living in his shed. I'm sure this was premiered at Fright Fest. Was it? I'm almost certain. Well, um, it was a firm two stars on Letterboxd for me. It was all right. There was a couple of little decent bits in it, but it was just a bit... A bit low budget, and I just a bit just ran out of ideas from after the first half an hour. So yeah, no, not great. But anyway, on to the stuff that was really good. Now I, I was just flicking through. I had about ten minutes left on a lunch break at work, and I went on an Arrow and I watched a little short called Smile, and it was only six minutes long. And I thought it was like a bit of a precursor to the actual Smile film, but it turns out it's got nothing to do with that. But check it out, guys, because it's like, it's again, six minutes. But what it does with that six minutes is really, really effective. It's quite gruesome at the end. So, yeah, definitely worth a go. Um, I watched a film called The Passenger on Shudder. Is this the alien one? It's the, the alien, alien one, yes. Yeah. Um, thought, do you know what? I've always picked this up and always looked at it and go, oh, that looks quite good, that, and then put it back down and never, never actually watched it. 
Yeah, so when I letterboxed that, I saw that you've actually got it down as one you want to watch. Ah, right. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it, I enjoyed it. I mean, look, guys, it's not, it's uh, like, you know, probably six or seven out of ten, but it, it's very, very well done for what they've got. Um, good, really good practical effects, decent creature thing in it. Um, quite funny in places, quite gruesome, definitely in a lot of places. So I think you guys will quite dig this one. So I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, it's it's actually quite good. So definitely think you should watch that. Uh, then I caught this was quite unlike me, but I thought I saw it. I'm glad I did it. I saw you know these random Facebook posts you get of eh, forgotten horror films smashing it on Netflix. You know them ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you go and watch it and it's shit. Well, <laughs> I saw this and I thought I'll check it out. What what's this? And it was The Haunt. Oh, uh, oh we what? We oh, the haunt. haunt. Do you mean haunt or? Well, I think it's is it the haunt or is it haunt? I don't know. Haunt anyway. So is your I, your I, I think you're trying to say haunt. Yeah, I am trying to say haunt. I'm trying to say <laughs> haunt, darling, but I'm obviously coming across the haunt lake. <laughs> um, well, it's about a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. So it's you. So you guys are both saying this. I know, Matt. It's obviously. Seen it, but you've seen it as well, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A while ago, yeah, it's great. I was again very pleasantly surprised by it. it was quite like I didn't expect anything from it. Start watching it, thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be a bit throwaway," and actually, it was really, really, really creepy. I was a bit pissed off by the end of it. I didn't quite. I thought they didn't sort. They tried to sort up, and I thought they should have just left it quite open ended. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but but it's great to see it's getting loads of love because it was kind of like left on the wayside when it came out. And I, I actually watched it when it came out, and it just, I just don't think it, get, it got enough eyes on it. And now it seems like everybody online has started really talking about it. And for about two weeks, it's in the top ten on Netflix. Yeah, well, it's great. I mean, there's really like dark and gruesome bits in it, mm. um, and like the the practical effects and the 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 guy with the the guy who pretends to be their friend and then he takes mm. his fucking mask off that stays with you so yeah and the hammer bit is a bit gruesome but yeah definitely worth a watch on Netflix so I enjoyed that and then lastly oh my god guys you guys need to see this film because I went on a shutter and I thought you know I picked a passenger went through just cycled through a few bits and I watched a film called The Medium it's a Thai film which is a documentary about shamans like in Thailand Sounds like my and, sort of thing. And how they get imbued with, like, spirits and they serve the local community. Or that's what I thought it was about. Because it takes a turn. And I ain't going to see anything else because you need to watch it. But it's all, like, documentary-style found footage and it's fucking brutal. Oh, okay. it, takes, it takes a lot of stuff from other horror films. It's quite long, and that's the only criticism I've got of it, is that it is actually quite a long film. It's like two hours, and it takes a while to get into the real oh, meat of the story. That's not long. Come but on. I'm telling you, guys, I'm honestly telling you, this one is a fucking gem. It's is this a new one gem. or an old one? It's been out since 2021. Um, and I just caught, I just was cycling through Shudder, clicked on it. There's quite a good little image for it on Shudder. So I clicked on it, read it, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And, oh, my God, I'm so glad I did. More people need to see this film. It is really, really good. So please watch it before the next podcast because I can't. Um, Honestly, it'll blow your socks off. And, uh, Paul, 
I definitely think it's shit your pants territory for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was me this week. So I've had a good couple of couple of weeks. Go on, and Matt, we got. I I haven't really watched much horror, I'll be honest with you, because um, I've been pretty ill, so I really haven't been in the mood, and I've watched most of stuff online, or quite a lot of stuff that I wanted to watch. I mean, yeah, I I I haven't watched any horror, unfortunately, apart no, from. You... Me and Butch went and watched The Iron Claw, which was had horrific scenes in it, but yeah. classified as horror. However, I'm sure there's some connections to horror in there somehow. Devastating movie. I did uh, I did forget something else I watched, literally about half hour before the podcast, because I was listening to um, uh, Fat, Man, Fat Man Beyond, um, and uh, he mentioned, my old Mark Bernardin, um, mentioned his uh, short Splinter is... Available to watch. He's just giving it away for for free. So he's put the stream up on his um, social media, and I've been wanting to watch it since he banged on about it. So I went in and on Vimeo and uh, and watched the. I think it's about sixteen minutes short. What a fucking great idea, though. Like it's about a kid on a plane who they, they the the concept is they're not going to let this kid touch his feet onto the onto the ground. Because if it does, something's going to happen. And, like, everyone's a bit sceptical because they're just sort of keeping it. But it's such a sh- it, an interesting, suspenseful mystery that when it does sort of accelerate towards the inevitable, um, it's got a great, great little delivery. For such a short amount of time, they pack a lot of punch. It packs a lot of punch. And the story's so interesting that I'd watch a fucking full movie on it, to be honest. It's almost Langoliers 2. Really? <laughs> okay. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, there you go. So uh, definitely go and check that one out. You can get his, you can get that um, this the link on his Instagram. So oh, I forgot one one last thing I did watch was um, that thing that you recommended, Butch. That boy swallows universe. That was the, the Australian. Absolute, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Rack off. <laughs> No, but it was brilliant. Really, really good. Very, very emotional in places. And I was just like, I got lost in it. And I yeah. watched the whole season. I think, what, is there like six or seven episodes? Yeah, limited, isn't it? It's, it's great. Great, really, really good. That. Definitely good. Good go. Good watch. All right. Should we get on to some news? Yeah. I'm going to go first this week. All righty. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I got on my first bit. Is did you guys see that the Talk to Me boys cleaned up at the Australian Academy of Cinema Awards? No, I did not. It's a bloody ace. <clears throat> they won eight awards in total. So obviously every other kind of like medium of kind of awards apart from horror based ones. Um, it was great to see them get some love from their own country. But they cleaned up with eight awards. I think I I'll, I'll give you the list of awards that they won. Which is pretty cool. Um, where is it here? Got it here. So they won Best Direction in the Film, Best Lead Actress, which was cool for Sophie Wilde because she is fucking brilliant. And she was also in that Boy Swallowed Universe, which was great. Um, best Editing in the Film, Best Hair and Makeup, Best Original Score, Best Screenplay, and Best Sound in the Film. Sound definitely, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, it's really good to see them um, kind of uh, get you know, a lot of love. Um, it's nice to see them accepting all those awards. So, well done to them. 
Who wants to go next? All right, well, I've got some groovy news. Uh, Bruce Campbell was confirmed after the success of Evil Dead Rise um, from last year's absolute amazing horror that there will be another instalment in the Evil Dead franchise. So, yes, bring that one on. Nothing else to offer there, but we're getting more. Why not? Why not after the success of that one? Do you know kind what... It's a like nice little self-contained story again. I hope it doesn't go too fucking off the rails. I know you quite, you guys quite like the off the rails stuff of the Evil Dead, but I quite, I quite like the fact how scary the last one was. I uh, can't remember the director is, but I remember being told, and I was thinking, oh, that's quite an interesting one. So I think I can't remember who it was, but mate, it'd be quite a good film if they did like a. Evil Dead on the Orient Express. Do you know one of these like yeah. railway journeys with like a massive train? I know it's a bit like Train to Busan or Snowpiercer or something, but the Evil Dead work their way through the carriages. That'd be quite cool. It's self-contained. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> mm. Naughty. Right, well, Paul, you got anything? Uh, the only thing I've got is, and it's a bit a bit shit to be fair, but uh, Rennie Harlan, um, who. Is directed many a shit film, but also directed the great uh, immortal uh, Deep Blue Sea. Um, is back in the shark genres with a film called Deep Water, um, starring Aaron Eckhart and Ben Kingsley. And I think I've seen the trailer for this. So basically, it deals with a plane crash. The plane crash hits the water. Oh, I've seen the trailer, yeah. Underwater and somehow, by some miracle of science, it forms like an airlock, yeah. right? But obviously it's teetering on the edge of a cliff, and then it, it so the people have to get out. But what they don't realise is they've got loads of sharks just waiting for them to come out. The trailer, it looks like snakes on a plane. Yeah, the trailer looks bonkers, man. I'm fucking yeah. up for it. But I just thought I didn't realise the cast. So it was like Aaron Eckhart in it and uh, Ben Kingsley. So you know, it's probably going to be a bit shit. But if it's along the lines of Deep Blue Sea, then it's definitely a fun, fun <laughs> journey. Yeah, which uh, is awesome because it segues into something I want to talk about. Have you guys seen the poster for Beasts of War, or Beast of War, sorry? No. no. This sounds like it's right. I'll tell you what, these two movies are probably written for Butch, mate. So Beast of War follows a warship carrying hundreds of Australian soldiers across the Timor Sea uh, to the front line of World War II. Suddenly, a Japanese fighter jet screams out of the sky. Within minutes, the ocean becomes a hell of steel, fire, oil and blood, while a handful of soldiers build a makeshift raft floating on floating debris uh, they cling on for their lives their biggest battle is yet to come in the dark below uh, with the ultimate apex predator a great white shark hunts the wreckage and it's dawn to the smell of fresh blood in the water literally sounds cool like a survival movie where they're just like it sounds brilliant I think that'd be really cool all for that I mean, Paul shared with us a lovely poster in the week. There's a new a new movie coming out called The Loch Ness Horror, which uh, looks quite interesting yeah. as well. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> Alien uh, Aliens movie this year, Fred, for the Alvarez, this movie's got a title. Yes, it has. We, did we know about this? Because I thought it just came out. So, Alien Romulus is what it's going to be called. Yeah. All right, there we go. That's a good bit of news. And just disappointing me that Paul didn't bring this one up, considering you birthed this idea, I feel. But, um, you Is know... Is it about prey? Yeah. Yeah, fuckers. I'm going to get me lawyers. <laughs> I'm going to get me lawyers involved. Because it's actually on digital. It's actually on record I said this. To be Maybe. fair, 
uh, to you, Paul, a lot of people have suggested that idea. I'm not being horrible, but after listening to our podcast, yeah, exactly. After listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I know it's the most unoriginal idea in the world, but you know. I mean, Badlands is what they're calling it. So that that says to me everything about it being in that sort of trenchy World War One scenario thing. I don't know, um, but yeah, yeah, well, fucking great idea. You know, um, Dan Trackenberg, I think, is on for directing. I'm not sure if he's going to direct or produce, but uh, fucking hell, yes. Is he doing two though, isn't he? This this is this offshoot one, and then there's another one based on Prey. It's essentially like Prey Two. Oh, really? I mean, I've only heard the Badlands one, so I didn't yeah, know about that. I think there's two more on the cards coming. Amazing. Just bring them, keep bringing them out. If they were anything like the class that Prey bought, that, then, and we know that Prey got a little good and glue, didn't it? Or an Emmy or something like that. Mm. It did, didn't it? It got like, uh, music score or something like that, I think, at the Emmys. So there we go. A bit of lovely. I'll- before we go on, lads, just to mention, if people haven't seen this, please go on and check this out, because it's, I know some people don't like watching trailers, right, but the teaser trailer for that Late Night with the Devil. Oh, oh no, my yeah. God. That I've been waiting for incredible. this for a long time. When is that out? No idea, but it looks incredible. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's around the corner, man. Um, Stephen King called it absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, he always does. Every time yeah. he comes out, he goes, oh, there's a wedge of cash. Oh, it's the best shudder. horror film. It's so scary. Stephen King. Don't care what Stephen King has to say. Christ. Put somebody else's name on it. My <laughs> partner. <laughs> Draw one last breath. Says it's absolutely amazing. Jordy <laughs> Paul says, fucking shape. <laughs> It will be out theatrically on March 22nd, whether it hits over here, I don't know. But it is heading to Shudder exclusively on April the 19th. So we'll see if we get it at a theatre, which will be amazing, or we have to wait till Shudder release. Either or, happy, whatever, bring it on. Um, Love the sound of that. Okay, should we get on with our main review? She has the perfect life. The perfect husband. <laughs> the perfect career. I want to help you. I love so sure you can. The perfect flesh. <gasps> what? what just happened? From the twisted psyche of Joe Lynch. It felt so real. I was in his body. And the universe of H.P. Lovecraft. Who are you? Really? Italian. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Lisa. Lisa. What have you done to me? Can't do this. Sorry. Wrong number. This is a magnificent body. It suits me. What's going on with you? Me? I'm just Dandy. Brandy? You're that patient. What happened to Elizabeth Derby? You have to believe me, Dandy. It's a fantasy to spice up your sex life. 
I think I'm losing my mind. Not for the third time, it's forever. This episode's main review, we are going a little bit back. It's just come out this year on Shudder, so we thought we'd give this a blast. It's uh, Joe Lynch's Suitable Flesh. A little bit of uh, synopsis for this bad boy. A psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of her young patients, who she later discovers is linked to an ancient curse. Talk to me. Let's go for Mr. Stevens, shall we? Okay. So, this film is what I imagine if the Hallmark Channel made a horror film. Careful. I, I, well, I, honestly, I thought it was... I, I don't know. I don't know if it was, it was shot or... I don't know. It just seemed to have that similar production value of, like, I was watching, like, I don't know, I'll Be Home for Christmas or something. I don't know. It was just one of them. And I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Matt? Wow. (laughs) A little part of me thinks that it's kind of intentional, that it's kind of filmed like a bit of a low-budget kind of TV show. However, I did not get on with this film very well. And I'll, but I'll go into my why um, in a minute because I, I was expecting a lot bigger things from this from Joe Lynch and because his previous stuff I love, um, but this one, yeah, didn't didn't rock my world. Did not rock my world. Okay, okay. I mean, a bit of defense. <laughs> yeah, for me, like the story was told through um, through her eyes, through Heather Graham's. Uh, character's eyes, so Elizabeth Darby, Dr. Elizabeth Darby, and therefore it sort of entered into this soft core, sort of early 90s, like you said, Hallmark Channel sort of thriller um, glaze on it, and it was perfect in that sort of because it was undeniable it had that sort of like that 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 sort of, I don't know, what you want to not disclosure, but sort of Sleazy like Red Shoe Diaries on Red Shoe Diaries, yeah, like um, what were all the Pamela Anderson ones, fucking Snapdragon, all those sort of like had that filter on it. And I think that was on purpose, and that's why I sort of it sort of worked for me because of that. But then the cheesiness, you know, the jazz music, the soft sort of weird sex scenes, and the fact that you kind of have to tie it all in with like the sort of H.P. Lovecraft of all. It was sort of her telling of a H.P. Lovecraft. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. I'm not saying it was amazing, but it wasn't Lovecraft enough for me. No, which I don't know if it's a good thing because sometimes I, um, Lovecraft kind of annoys me. Um, some of the tales and stuff like that. But if, um, there was a lot of good. There was some good. There's a lot of good. There is some good out there. Some of the kills and stuff that are definitely worth talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, this is like. Elizabeth Darby, who's played by Heather Graham, is going deep. She falls, she falls, in fact, she gets infatuated with this, um, boy. 
ate this boy, <laughs> Asa White, very quickly, may I add, and that's something to do with maybe the, yeah, it's very quickly and very, yeah, odd. Um, but she does get infatuated with this young chap and then goes on sort of like some kind of affair um, with him and then the sort of, her, the dad is um, into some kind of ancient book where some de- with some curse that gets passed around similar and um she you know gets entangled in that web and it's sort of like a who isn't the who isn't the the uh, demon who is basically so yeah it's um not the best but not the worst expand uh, I don't know I just the relationship between Heather Graham and the boy it was just a bit cringy for me. And I just didn't believe the relationship between them. I know it's like you said, it's quite quick, but it, it just, the sex scenes were just awkward. And it was like, what is happening here? And it, it was like, it's almost, I don't know. It just almost wanted to be a sex scene and be a bit shocking, but it wasn't. And I don't know. It just, uh, did it need that in there so much? I don't know. I think I would have liked a bit more of, of a complex story with kind of why it was happening. There wasn't really much explanation to why, apart from, yeah, there's this thing, yeah, it wants a new body. But it's it's just the story was just going nowhere. It was just kind of like, I don't know, that's how I felt. I just felt like it wasn't much of a story. There were some funny bits in it, though, as you, he walks into the office and grabs her by the pussy. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, but then she has no reaction. She goes, excuse me. <laughs> it's like, would you yeah. like a bat around the face? <laughs> or be a bit more shocked, a bit like, whoa, that's that's yeah. uh, new. So, lads, what? so obviously the the, the relationship aside, because they're definitely like, you get this really vulnerable, really like, like need, this kid needs help, and then he turns into like the horn monster. Because that seems to be the, seems to be this demon or beans lot in life is to just fuck anything it can. Yeah, it's That's proper. basically what it's lot in life is to go, ooh, ooh, I like shagging, but now I like shagging as a woman. Oh, oh I'll go back to a man and I'll, oh, we'll keep doing it. And I pleasure myself. And I, that was literally that. And I was like, is that your just sole purpose? Is just to just get off on everything. Um, but she, yeah, that, that whole relationship was really, really quick. But then, the, but also just let's shoehorn Barbara Crampton in because it's a Lovecraft film and you've got to have if you're going to do a Lovecraft film you'll have to have Barbara Crampton in somewhere and that whole relationship with them two like you find out obviously that her, her friend the doctor is the one that had an affair with a patient and she helped her through it but it would be more believable if it was Heather Graham who'd already had an affair with a patient so she was susceptible to this type of stuff Um, it was just a bit yeah, just a bit sort of like weird. Barbara, like I said, the sex scenes weren't like sexy. They were just a bit uncomfortable. And there was a lot think, of them. I just don't think we see that nowadays that much. And it's hard to do uh, in a tasteful way. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, I don't know. I just, um, I just don't, I don't think it needed it. I would have liked a bit more bit more on my characters a bit more maybe a little bit more special effects like i would have liked to seen maybe you know because they they he alludes to that thing in the corner was a previous kind of like 
post that it's come out of and I was like, maybe, maybe we'll get to see the actual demon in real life. Maybe it come, it'll come out at the end or something. I thought, oh, it might be this alien thing that comes out of the body at the end. It might be cool and stuff like that. But yeah, it just, I don't know, it just petered along and it just... There was a, there was definitely a tale to tell. Do you remember that one that we watched, Matt? That was, uh, was it called The Beach House? Which yeah. Is a bit, which is a bit bleak in terms of H.P. Lovecraft. Um, but, there was but some even that at least that had a bit of a story running through it of a bit of a, you're following people that are trying to run away from it this was just like it just didn't really go anywhere it was just some a, of the gore and the blood and the good like the, the head chopping off was decent and um the mess that was made of um Asa white's body and stuff with the car there was some good levels of uh, intensity and gore in it nice to see uh graham skipper pop up as well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there wasn't enough. Mm, no. Yeah, it, it needed wasn't. it needed something to just beef it around the edges, and it just needed something else. And for for Joe Lynch, I just expected it to be a bit more. I don't know, a little bit more kind of like, kind of like, I suppose he's done a lot of high octane stuff. Maybe this is a fact like he wanted to do something that was a bit slower. I don't know. Maybe. Because it just because it there's some good. It's, it's a shame because they're trying. Good at this. trying I am. Trying. I am. See, but like the poster's really, really good and inviting. <laughs> the poster is really good, but like, really I mean, and they made a really good. Tra- they made a really good trailer out of it as well. Um, and I thought the relationship between Heather Graham and Barbara Crompton was like really good when they were on the. They were they were together, especially that sort of last fifteen minutes in the psych ward. I thought that that was a that was good fun. Like the the sort of whole back-and-forth body swap. That kind of worked. Because know, that's, to be honest, mate, that's, that, they could have played a, around with that t- tons more during the film. Like, you're never really sure where this bloody thing is, because, but it just literally went from, all right, to, there was no concealment of it. So, like, it just went fine, and then I'm a horny bastard. I'm a horny arsehole to, like, jumping around. There was no sort of, like, pretending. So, like, with Acer and stuff, there was a massive opportunity to, like, have ears, the, the vulnerable ears to be played by the demon for pretending to get them into more scrapes, but there just wasn't enough of that type of stuff, so you were just a bit like, oh. And to be honest, it was re- the, the demon really irritated me <laughs> from like, oh, just shut up, you twat. It was yeah. literally like, you're not scary, you're just being a, a, a knobhead. I mean, like, there, there was one scene where I was like, oh, it might be getting a bit interesting now, because I thought that there possibly could be more than one of these things because there is a slight minute or second where you where I thought, oh, it's now inside her husband because he's like, oh, let's do it again. And you use the knife, but it's not. It's just that he liked the kink of what she was doing and he wanted to go again because I thought, oh, the demon's now in him. But it wasn't. It was just that he was like, wow, that was cool. Let's do it again. You know, the police that came around, Mm. I thought the police were going to be like in on it and they were like trying to protect the demon and it was you're going to find out that it's actually as part of this big cult and there's loads of it nah nah not that yeah because that was a weird thing because you know the cop and then the the um it was I can't remember what his name was now I can't remember like investigator he was wasn't he or something I thought that was going to come back in the storyline but because he was introduced twice and I'm like oh so he's actually nothing to do with the plot whatsoever but okay, well that was pointless. Yeah, Heather Graham is gorgeous, like a scene though. was missing. 
The Korean's gorgeous. <laughs> the what? Well, if you like, if if you want her the Grammy, just go watch Boogie Nights. I just <laughs> I don't I don't think she's that great in this. I'll be honest. I just don't think she actually really. I think she's a bit wasted in it, and she doesn't really shine in it. Yeah. You know, even Barbara Crampton couldn't save this film, and she was great in it. And you know, but. Uh, uh. I just liked everyone getting going around getting grabbed in the pussy. I thought that was quite fun. I thought the demon, <laughs> it was, demon cool was quite fun, move, wasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely one of those films where you're right. Though I would have seen that poster or, or that picture on the cover and gone, "Oh wow, that I'm going to rent that. Awesome!" And then, 100%. Like, and I go, oh, and then, oh, actually, wasn't that great? <laughs> I won't be renting that again. I did like the body at the end, though. Yeah, slithering through the floor. I thought that was quite good. Although yeah. you're like, well, how the how the, how how is it still alive? How? Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently you got to cut the head off. Yeah, but you cut the cut the head off. Well, you got to stop the brain. You got, <laughs> you've got to stop the brain working, isn't you? Yeah, I mean, there's like the worst cop, rent a cop there with a gun. Just. Yeah, they, they did they, use they, a bit of like artistic license on the not artistic license, but the sort of continuity of the way that it transferred bodies like it had to be on the phone. All right. Well, don't fucking pick up the phone, <laughs> you know, but also at some point in, later on, it was like well, for an STD. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, later on, it was just like yeah, he could mutter the words away from her and it would and they'd be so he didn't. Sometimes they had to be on contact. Sometimes they didn't. So you didn't really, the, the law was, I suppose, a bit blurred. There's yeah. also a really, really weird bit where, like, Heather Graham character's in the cell and she's like, looks at the guards and says, I'll suck you both off if you let me out. <laughs> I was like, and they actually looked at each other and you're they were thinking, like, Do you want to go first? <laughs> oh, God. And then, yeah, and then somebody interrupts, which was, thank God. But there were a couple of little like attempts at like comedy, you know, with the, the like the the security guard like when I die, I've got to stay dead, and there's all that type of shit where you're, like tonally you're trying to introduce these little tidbits when actually it's not a funny film at all. So don't because it's weird. Even like the end where it's like suitable flesh and that like music comes on, it's like did 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 did, and I'm like oh no man, just and the score pisses off like like I think Paul you said it a little like just jazz instrumentals is that the plate the, again, the, the I think, serious I think, dialogue and I'm like again no that's I think that's intentional because I think it's meant to be shot as a TV movie because yeah. even the, if you look at the credits at the end they don't roll like credits they're like yeah. static kind of I, t- I totally agree I, I think that that was very purposeful and because it was her sort of um, tale and love story that she was sort of telling and infatuation it was sort of it was told through those sort of red shoe diaries um eyes. I don't know. So yeah, red but you know, not <laughs> not quite Ty West, but like you know, in terms no, of it, near Ty West, mate. How dare you? But it's it's not bad. It's not it's not. Tell it's what, definitely not good. <laughs> it's not bad. Doesn't deserve a bashing. Um, just because you know, have a grand in a pencil skirt is amazing. So nothing wrong with that. Gets a couple of points for there. There's the tagline of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's on Shudder. Go watch it. Make your own mind up. Uh, <laughs> well, what are you rating this bad boy then? Four out of ten. Ooh. Sorry. But I agree. Four out of ten from me as well. It's getting a six That's, for me. I was bored. I was bored. It didn't entertain me. 
the storyline wasn't it just wasn't good enough it just wasn't there was i have to be honest with myself oh, i watched a few, i watched a few scenes of, more than once so just uh so it gets definitely gets a six for me oh Jesus christ <laughs> anyway have we finished bashing this film uh, i finished bashing it yeah I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> Which scene did he watch twice? <laughs> right, moving on to uh, next episode's main review. We'll let you know. It's episode 150. We're finding a hidden gem so, to be uh, revealed. Um, all right, let's get on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, so uh, this week something to scream about. Uh, we thought it would be quite fun um, to uh, pick each other's brains and find out how we really know each other um, by... Um, Picking a couple of films where we think that the, pe- the our fellow podcasters would either live and thrive in, or not stand a hope in hell of getting to the end credits and dying in some horrible way. Um, so we'll go around the room. I think we'll do we'll each we'll each do a different person. So uh, I, I'm going to do Butch. Butch is going to do Matt. Matt's going to do me. Um, and we'll do the alive ones first and then before we go on to the grizzly deaths after so who wants to go first go on in i'll go from so i've got matt matt what does matt what do i hope so that what Matt's... does matt, what film is matt gonna definitely survive in well i put i'd be nice to matt for this survival and I, I put him i put him in lost boys and i thought he'd make a really good member of the frog brothers um i think that he's got lots of like knowledge in that in that in that sort of uh eh? i thought you were gonna say he'd really make a good sexy vampire (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't write i mean you know he could he could fit in either he could he could be i think the vampires die so we don't really want him to be a vampire with a leather jacket he'd look cool that's fine but he's never had a leather jacket so i don't know you know that but like i could see him Uh, (laughs) a long one not a flasher one uh a long one and uh but you know get us I can see him with a bandana. He knows the fucking law. He's 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 a ge- he's, they're they're a bit nerdy as well, and they don't really. He, I just think that he would just bundle his way through with Corey Feldman and just have a fucking have you a just ball. Bum Corey Feldman. <laughs> if you want, I said bumble, but you know, he's now is he? So yeah, I'm giving you the lost. I'd boy. love that. I'd love being the third frog brother. <laughs> I, I could be. Yeah, definitely love that. There you go. And it's the 80s, mate. Best year ever. Well, Perfect era for you. Mate, so if I had a time machine, I'd go back there, mate, and stay there. Who's so going next? That's so that's Matt show. Survive. Matt survives the Lost Boys. Matt survive the Lost Boys. Nice. Right, I'll go next. With the saxophone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll go next anyway. So I, I've, I've got Geordie Paul. So I've got I've got survives now. I. <laughs> Do you want the funny one or the serious one? both come on so the serious one I said that you probably survived Jaws because you've seen it so many times that 
you probably have the savvy to to come up with the idea on how to um, kill him and not to go near him. I think to be a fair, Matt, I just wouldn't go on the sea. <laughs> <laughs> or you'd have a bigger boat. But yeah. you'd be on the boat. <laughs> Submarine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I mention it was Jaws 3 that you would survive? <laughs> but actually, my, my serious one, no, not my serious one, I said you'd probably survive Sallow. Oh. <laughs> you, so that means I'd do all the stuff they had to do. So you'd probably like to get spanked and eat shit. <laughs> well. you probably get to the end. It's a normal night for a Geordie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like I'd be one of the people doing the spanking, but never mind. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Mm. just pop another breath mint in, get the tears of shit out my mouth. <laughs> yeah, because if you got to think, if if you're doing that one right, Paul is the one of the the rich the rich men because the only way to survive Salo really is to be the one that's doing all the buggery, not the one being buggered. <laughs> Either way, I'm not coming across great here, am I? <laughs> Either I would lower my base standards to do anything so I would live, or I would bugger people. <laughs> Sounds good. Jesus Two sides Christ. of the spectrum. Thanks, guys. You know me so well. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. So, mine for Butch. Um, I had a good long thing about this one, right? Um, and mine's not... I mean, it could be... Um, plethora of films but it's actually mine's more of a tv series so i'm gonna um i think butch would do quite well in the zombie apocalypse so i'm gonna go for the walking dead alpha male mate i think well no I, I, you were more like eugene to be honest but uh I, <laughs> no i think you would be because you're quite sort of savvy you like your nature and stuff so i think you could live off the land quite easily i think you could be a valuable resource in a in a camp um so i think you do well now it's the walking dead so we're talking slow zombies i think you will be fucked in 28 days later 100 <laughs> percent. i'd be fucking dead within like the first five minutes mate but yeah i'll give myself i'll give myself a couple of years i reckon it's not yeah. as long as some of them i probably you'd be a, yeah. you'd be a tj Maybe a TJ, not no, I wouldn't get, too much, too way, way, way too long. <laughs> not that, not a Daryl. I don't really see myself as a Daryl. I don't think I'm, I'm quite there. No, I'd see you as like a like a. I don't, you, I'm quite charismatic, like a cross between Ezekiel and like Aaron, maybe. Jerry. I'd be Aaron. an Aaron. Have me boyfriend. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's the end of the world. I don't really care. Not the one with the hook for an arm. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> easier being with a man at the end of the world than you know I think so we're you know more alike okay brilliant cool so <laughs> alright then so there's the three lives so uh, before we do the deaths which one do you think you would survive in oh Off the I, top put, of your head? I put society because I got no problem <laughs> being like turning into one of those little fucking you want to get shunted yeah I want to do some shunting Oh, you want to be the shunter? I want to be the shunter and the shunted at the same time. <laughs> oh, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> what have I got? What? Sorry. What would you survive? What would you? What do you think you'd survive? Well, Yourself? Wow, I don't know really. I'd like to say like, yeah, probably something like Dawn of the Dead or something like that. Because we've watched so many films like that, but then everybody has, hasn't they? So. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd go. I think I'd probably go something like Walking Dead because I, I know for full fact I'd lose everything and just go full Negan. Mm. <laughs> Definitely, and he survives. So <laughs> true. Even yeah. like mid midsummer, I'll probably just like stay there and hang out with him and just be a weirdo with him. You look a bit like that kid with the blonde hair as well. To be fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I feel like that kid after this week, mate. Jesus Christ. Uh, cool. Right, let's go straight on to the one. What would you definitely die in? So, Butch, go for Matt. Uh, I mean, I put Matt was definitely going to die and be raped by the humanoids from the deep. <laughs> <laughs> Not only die, but raped savagely, savagely, savagely raped as well. I'd like to point out, you know, they're, they're not. It's not a friendly rape in that movie. Matt is getting dragged into the sand, you know, in front of many, many people. That, you know, they don't recognise him. Many people as well. Yeah. Like, mate. During that, it'd be in that fair scene where they're all running round. <laughs> they, you know, they they would just come out they, over a fucking, um, you know, one of the horses that, that go round the sort of uh, merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, savagely <laughs> raped in front of everyone, and then you'd. T- yeah, you'd have to kill yourself because. You'd <laughs> <do that. laughs> oh, fuck! Oh my god! Because they'd, they'd left you alive, but you're so you, you wouldn't be. Well, able I mean, to his, his bum will be a bit humanoids about him, so you know it's a lifetime of colostomy bags, Matt. Yeah, that's it. No way, there's no point. It's just got to end it all, mate. <laughs> Never get the seaweed out. Just stop it all. <laughs> I'll top it all off. I'd be impregnated by one of them. Well, that's why I'd have to top myself off. Well, I never really thought about that. You'd you give birth to Manfish. <laughs> It'd be Manfish's dad. That, 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 was, that was dark. Thanks, Butch. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Anyway, yeah, well, I had Geordie Paul. So I said, uh, not as bad as that. Anyway, I never wished that upon you, Paul. Um, it wasn't a dream. It's just <laughs> <laughs> your wildest dream. Um, I just said um, dog soldiers because you're a Geordie and you definitely get killed. Uh, well, I hope I give them indigestion. <laughs> because, <yeah. laughs> because every Geordie gets killed in that movie, I think. Yeah, you know, and he is a, he is a Geordie, isn't he? That's the thing, Neil Marshall. Yeah. He killed all of his peeps, his homeboys in that film. It was <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah, cool. Would definitely. I turn it all well or would I just die? I'd just die, wouldn't I? Wouldn't no, you, you would definitely um, get, like, I think, like, four werewolves would get each of your arms and your legs and, like, split you in, like, quarters. Nice. Be so really then, Wallaced. <laughs> whilst you're still screaming. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surviving any werewolf films. Great. Sorry, awesome. Mate. Or they might think you're a werewolf, and that's how you survive it, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <So hairy. laughs> oh. I'm sat eating shit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Getting spanked. Oh, brilliant. Right, so I, I had two for Butch on this one. Two? Two, yeah. So I think you're definitely dying. You're definitely dying, right, in a creature feature like Sharknado or... Cloverfield or something like that. Do you know why? 
Because you end up just looking at the creature going, fuck me, this is an amazing creature, look at this, look at this, and then just bite your face off. <laughs> I can see that in Sharktopus, just literally, you know, just seeing a shark with a, with octopus tentacles going, fucking hell, and then yeah, yeah. Can you not get it, raped first, please? Yeah, well, I, I mean, there's a, there's a CD element to it, because in, like, in every little Sharknado film or Mega Shark, there's some sort of like 80s or 90s like pin-up that's like a washed-up star, like, you know, like Tara Reid or something like that, so Butch would just be completely distracted by one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to have Absolutely. posters on my wall of you. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> but in seriousness, the one thing I definitely think you would never make it to the end of one of these films, mate, is Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Fuck yes, I'm dead. I wouldn't again, either. Yeah, I think you'd just shit the bed, quite literally, <laughs> and die. <laughs> Actually, I had another one for Butch, because he's absolutely shit with no sleep. Nightmare on Arm Street. He'd be dead in seconds, mate. I am not staying awake. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Either, either. I'm so tired, just let Freddy kill me, man. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked. You, you would be like, no, I just, I just can't do it anymore, Matt. I can't, I can't, I'm so tired. It's only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only 7pm, you fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. Like fair. fucking Freddy be singing that tune. One, two, oh, he's here. <laughs> I mean, I put for me, I put it. For yourself? Yeah, for if, I, if I, I'd never survive it, because I just feel that, like, my fears are just going to be too just fucked up, that it just turn into a big fucking giant spider in front of me, and then that's it, I'm dead. I did I did have that down for you as well, arachnophobia. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be absolutely <laughs> fucked from that film. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about you, Jordy Paul? What would you, what would you put you? South down for. I think mine would be uh, the Zero Boys because as we found out, you're stacked in Paul. I'm pretty shit at paintball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That's a fair shout. What about you, Matt? Well, I should, I should, I should have gone back to survive, really, because I just thought of a good one for survive. I, I'd be, I'd be awesome. You'd be all hanging around me if you were in quiet place. So I'll be taking my hearing off, hearing aid off every five minutes and like making it squeal so they all oh, die. Man, I really wish I thought about your <laughs> fucking disability. I, thought about that. <laughs> I didn't want to embrace your disability live on air, but yeah, yeah, you're short. You, you're well, I prefer that one to the one you picked, but there you go. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably die in every every horror movie, probably. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, our paranormal activity, that's probably one that I would have picked. Ugh, no chance, mate. I'm not touching that Ouija board. Fuck <laughs> that. Awesome. Nice little fun game. If anyone wants to post on social media what they think we would live and die. Or not. <laughs> yeah, just, jo- just gonna have a crack. Geordie um, Paul, like, yeah. not surviving the cottage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got, because that's got, that old, oh, what was her name? Blondie. Remember Jennifer? Jennifer Ellison. It? Jennifer Ellison is in it. She's a Geordie, isn't she? I thought she's no. a little Scouser, uh, yeah. Similar. So, both up now. Similar. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, cool. That was a good fun game, man. Let's, um, let's move on to our move from the vault.
I've completed my job. That's why we want to rehire you. It's out of the question. And what would be the reason for your refusal? Family. <laughs> Maybe all couples go through this. You have someone? Yes. Do you sleep with him? for it Jordy Port explain this one synopsis oh yeah so this synopsis is uh oh, sorry this pick sorry my brain <laughs> scrambled already so uh yeah this week I picked 1981's Possession starring Sam Neill and Isabel Ajani um yeah I mean the synopsis is what the fuck no I'm <laughs> um a woman starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behaviour after asking her husband for a divorce. Suspicions of infidelity soon give way to something much more sinister. So, boys, <laughs> Butch, me and you have never seen this before. I watched this, and I'm not going to lie, at half three this morning. <laughs> so you can imagine I thought I was on some fucking hallucinogenic drug this morning watching this. So what did you think? Oh my god! I mean, like, I wanted to turn it off within the first ten minutes because I didn't want to. I didn't understand. I thought, what is this like? Really weird, like acting that was like sort of in front of me, and I didn't. I was like, what have you done? And this is just like such a like a play or some. It was just an abomination. Like the, the, it was so stiff and rigid, and I realised that that's completely on purpose throughout the whole thing. Like you just. Oh, it's a fucking hot mess of, but it, it feels like a hot mess. But you, when you realise that it's just so purposeful, everything that they're doing, and it's, it's, it's fucked up. There's so, like, it's so loud and bracing, and I mean, the acting in this, I was just felt so over the top, but so right at the same time. I mean, Isabella Jani, I, I don't know what fucking notes they gave her to do some of the stuff that she did. It was just nuts. I didn't know what was going on half the time. I really didn't. I didn't know anything. I just, you know, she's just... One minute she's just fine, and the next minute she's just absolutely batshit. And I didn't know she was fucking, like, homeless men or or what was going on. I had, It was just staggeringly... It fucking stayed with me for days, this, because I just couldn't... I, I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah, fucked up this one. What? Obviously, this is the second viewing of this because I've seen it before. Um, <clears throat> it is one crazy ride of a movie, that's for sure. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't think you're supposed to get it all. Um, 
you know, I think it's really, really open to interpretation. I think that the main crux of the thing is divorce, separation, what you want out of life versus what you get. Um, I think there's a lot of subjective stuff in it. I think there's a lot of, is that really in it? Did they do that? Did they see this kind of thing? But the crux of it is dealing with A, something you can't have, B, when things go so wrong, and C, about complete obsession. Um, It's a really interesting film. It's shot so aggressively, um, and I think it needs it. The acting is superb. It's just... um, it's just a very, very strange film. Hmm. Should we, should we kind of talk about the kind of? Oh, let's get Paul's reaction. No, oh, sorry, yeah, Paul, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of echo everything you've just said. Like, there's obviously that element of you know, shot in West Berlin. It's all about segregation and sort of division, and obviously possession. When you think about it, so you think it's going to be like a demon movie, but actually, it's about wanting to possess like people and ownership of people and, and, and what that drives people to and you know um yeah I I mean Chris I, I sort of got Paul I hundred hundred percent got you uh at the start I was like oh god I'm not gonna like this because it was just the way it was shot and the audio so I watched it on Blu-ray and I, I was like, oh, I was my audio off on the TV because it just kind of had that little sort of like, it was just the way it was sort of dubbed. I was a bit like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to like this. And the way the camera went around his like little debrief from his job and stuff, I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit too art house for me. But actually, by the end of it, I think I was just all in. Because <laughs> like you said, the acting and the performances are just, just incredible. I think it's a film that's light years ahead of its time as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's haunting. She's just stunning, old Isabel Ajani. Like, but also just putrid. It makes the movie just makes her such a distasteful character. And it's kind of interesting, like the fact that she plays two people in this movie as well. Um, it's almost like this. Well, does she? I don't know. Fucking that, that's a. <laughs> or does well, she? But it does well, such a good job because she, you you start off hating the bloke because Mark who plays Sam Neill's character has just come back from is he a spy? Yeah he's yeah. a spy. He's a spy yeah for the he's Germans. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just come back from doing that which obviously he must have been away for a long time you know they've, they've obviously been isolated and alone he's come back to expect just his life as he knew, knew it when he left she's obviously been away with good old uh, Henrik Henrik he's on another planet as well can't, wait to, talk about, can't wait to talk about him um, and like the, they have their son and he quickly finds out that obviously she's been she just wants nothing really to do with him um, and then you sort of go well she's having an affair with one person which is not really Heinrich's just another one on the go um, and, but then is she searching for something that she essentially can't have because of what happens in the end um, but yeah then you start going like well she's the monster then oh this thing is the monster, <laughs> and then it's sort of—they're all the monsters at the end. So yeah, and art—it's it's brilliant, yeah. I, I, yeah, because I felt so fucking sorry for him. I felt so sorry for the for the boy throughout this completely. I just like the son. I'm like that kid is going to grow up to be 
like completely messed up with just all the stuff that's sort of going on around him. But like he, he's come off and he's very, very solid, very quiet and very contained is Mark for the first part until he loses it in the cafe. And then I, I didn't know this is I didn't when they cut to that guy, <laughs> that fucking scene with him like three weeks later free where he's an absolute mess and sha- unshaven and is still in the same suit and just like rolling around in despair i thought that was um thin house i thought i thought they were showing us another person that's been possessed that's what i thought it was i didn't see that as sam neil that was so it was like crazy that that scene when you when when it's sort of like he changes almost back he changes into another another character Another in, another person in that scene. It's it's stunning. Yeah, you know, back going back to the restaurant scene, which is like where it really kind of takes a turn. Mm. It's, it's such so clever that shot, right? Because they're so distant. If you notice, they're both obviously sat at, on this corner. They're both sit, sat away from each other, and if you notice, there's no reflections of themselves in the mirror, which is behind them as well. Which is like big, like, you know, they're so distant, they're so, they don't even recognize themselves kind of thing. And that's when it really kicks off in that, in that scene where it just kicks off. That, that's when it will start. It just goes mental. And it would be funny if it wasn't so like sad and, uh, and painful to watch, like the, the fucking pylon. Like they, when they just have to, like you know, all the chefs or everyone just yeah. sort of coming up and bundling him because he's just lost, contr- lost complete control, and it's like there's nothing that can like contain that, and it, apart from like fucking twenty people jumping on him <laughs> to sort of stop him doing trash in the restaurant, mm. you know, and, get, and getting to her as well because sometimes she is a piece of shit, and sometimes you think the violence and stuff that's there to sort of escape it's escalating between them is just going to get completely out of hand they they abandoned their child for three weeks right that that's that's what happened right yeah and he comes back and he's 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 got shit on him or he's eating jam Jam, and she hasn't been there for three weeks yeah that is fucking crazy man and what about margie (laughs) 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 there's some interesting like like side characters like Henrik is fucking absolutely amazing um I don't I, I don't know what notes they would have given him but to like play someone who's got no he's got no he's got no he's sorry in him what he's done is so what and like to somebody who'd, who's coming in blah in like basically wants to ba- you can tell he just wants to bash his head in you know, but he's like, well, you can't. And he just slaps his... The blood, the weird violence in this, like the weird, like, escalation of, like, the the blood and stuff like that that comes to... Like, suddenly he's got a broken nose through, like, backhands is um, is an interesting choice. I don't know. If, but, but, yeah, Hanrick is a bit of a creep, and he's a bastard. He is an absolute <laughs> bastard. You know, because he's done the... He's, He's, you know, he's that person that's in your face that I've slept with your wife, but I'm not sorry. Not not only that he slept with her, but he slept with her, but been better than him. (laughs) 
because he like he reads loads of tantra books and shit like that. So he's obviously given her a right seeing to. <laughs> yeah. And then that, he gets his comeuppance because he he's not even the only one. Mm, yeah. Or is he? Mm. So this is this is <sighs> that's where it just takes. I mean, it's batshit alone up to that point, but then it just takes even more of a batshit turn when he hires a private inv- investigator to follow her. The, the the worst PI in in history. The, the worst sort <laughs> yeah, of following. Yeah, yeah. but this like five meters behind her. <laughs> yeah. Fucking that! I I don't understand that scene. Like she knew he was there. She was luring him, and all that. I don't know, but it's just like that was the worst kind of cat and mouse I'd ever seen. And like there were some other like just absolutely bizarre edits. Like, but I think they were done on purpose. Like the bits when Margie's just suddenly there. Looking after the sun and just kind of throwing herself on onto him, I guess, with a random broken leg. You know, that was just, that was just nuts. Not, her slapping him to, as well, like her coming back, at, and she's always in that blue dress as well. I don't know. There's so there's so many weird things. So many weird things. Let Let's get to the the scene. The scene of the movie, really, and let's, let's be honest, I mean, there's a lot of scenes, but the scene, the subway scene. I was watching this with Sophie. Well, she was trying to read a book, and she couldn't read the book because of, <laughs> of the screams that were going on on the fucking... I tried turning it down because <laughs> it was so loud. and just it's, like... it's one of the most visceral, <clears throat> um, cr- the most craziest kind of scenes I've ever seen acted out in any kind of movie it's just it goes on and on and on but it, it's, it's, it's harrowing but it's also absolutely amazing at the same time that just everything into that performance just everything she just gave absolutely everything and you could tell as well it's a classic like you, you don't you can't take your eyes away from the screen you're uncomfortable you, you don't want to watch it, but you've got to watch it. It's it's so well done. Why? So, so well let done. me ask you a question. Why do you think? What do you think? Or why do you think? Or what do you think is going on with that bit? What I thought when I first watched it is that she was being like the like the entity. Something was like something was happening to her. Some something otherworldly. Like there was a demon there, and a demon was having her way with her. But I was like, as it slowly sort of went on and on, I'm like. No, she's having an episode, and this everything's in her head, and she's just doing this because her head. But then the physical stuff happens, and I'm like, okay, I know I have no idea. Was she? Is it was almost like at the end of it? Because obviously the end of it's incredible, like the, the wheeling and the movements are bad enough. But then right at the end, I didn't expect that was going to happen. Where she basically just sort of did she give birth to something? Well, this she- is this is the thing. Apparently, <clears throat> a lot of people say that is a miscarriage. Right. So that that's what she she's going through. I, mean, I don't again. I I don't know if that's the ins and outs of it, or if it's a, you know again a subjective thing where you just you've got to make your own mind up, kind of like yeah. You know, is it is it because of the relationship we've had? She's had with this kind of whatever she's been having a relationship with has done something to her. I uh, you know yeah. <clears throat> I, just don't, I just I just don't think you know really. It's like make you. Is she having 
an episode as a result of his absence and therefore she's going off and misbehaving and she's got a mental you know got mental health issues throughout the movie and that's what uh what we're seeing or is there that something else to it where she is being there is this demon and the demon is causing all this stress and all the her all her reactions to everything and this is like as a result like or is she giving and is she giving birth to the demon because this is this is a scene that's back right like a, a what happened scene right this isn't like this is a previous i thought it was like a cutback or something like that like she was to talk talking about what happened to her isn't that right my or have i missed something no was this just a scene in the movie i think it was just a scene in the movie wasn't it like during her like she's walking around in a subway and then this happens whilst yeah. everything else going on this isn't like a a scene where i thought she for some reason i thought she was telling a you know this happened to me story like you know, whilst you're away, and I thought we were seeing like the birth of the demon. That was a possibility. I don't know. That's <laughs> definitely a possibility. <laughs> but so she's she's then now she's getting in the muggy water because the PI that she's murdered in in the flat, his colleague stroke boss stroke lover boyfriend, hmm. and obviously that's a that will have been a big no no in them times at, in that country. Um, so that that was a bit controversial. Um, he goes looking for her, and then obviously uh, and then obviously um, happens upon like the, the corpse and then gets started over the head, doesn't he? With a milk bottle, is it? Hmm. Yeah, her savagery is insane when those sort of when sort of the change takes place, and like. The, cre- the the creature is real because they see it, right? You know, he's he's real. The the the, the you know the PI is real, so he's in that apartment, isn't he? And he's go walks into the 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 um bathroom and sees something, right? Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I really don't. I even like, tried to research stuff on this film and there is no answers. <laughs> so yeah, like Heinrich goes in and sees it sort of in a bit more of a humanoid form, essentially. And it it's almost like blinds him. Because mm. he's sort of walking out and he can't find her and he's a bit like, oh, and then when he walks out of the room, he sort of regains his sight. Um, and can't quite know what he's sort of looking at. So now, you know, again, open to interpretation, is it a demon or is it, you know, like the corpse of people she's killed or her half-dead man with other bits on him or so I don't know. Like, uh, alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The special um, effects are incredible of whatever. That, that creature is, is fucking mental. Because in, like, yeah. in the background, remember, while she's been mental and crazy and killing people, you've got Mark who seems to have all of his shits together. He's sort of like moving on. He's having an affair with the whole, the, t- the teacher who is like essentially his wife's doppelganger. But just with green eyes. But yeah, but again, that, it, that's, I think that's meant just to say, I don't think that's who she actually is, but that's who he, his mental, because he can't let go of his wife. No, he's exactly. His wife. So he's like, his basically brain is just yeah. said, oh, you're a nice person. Yeah. I will transpose my wife's looks on you and you're everything I want in my wife, yeah. but I can't let her go. And then she's so, the opposite where she wants something completely different. Yeah. But um, it turns out to be exactly the same at the end 
Yeah, and then it turns back around to actually they're both as bad as each other because obviously Mark starts to go down that route of like he's trying to sort of cover for her. I mean, the killing of Heinrich. Oh my god, guys. Mm. Say that again, sorry, Paul. I didn't get that. Oh, sorry, the killing of Heinrich, man. Like that's brutal. Like absolutely well planned brutal. out and well delivered. <laughs> I mean, what a cover-up. Well yeah, I mean, he's a piece of shit. But you know, like, all you, you need know. to mould the old shoe and a feather. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Fucking hell. No MacGyver, is he? Um, I'm, fuck. And then, obviously, the, the demon, the fucking weird-ass, tangly spectacle that we see on camera. Sex like God. This, whatever the fuck is Apparently fucking her. Like, making love for, to her for 24 hours. <laughs> or two days or that, something. Well, that's the... What did you mean? That, that that's written down, is it? Thing. No, that's said in the film. Yeah, she but says he's tired because he's been making love to me all night. Yeah. Bomb chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> but yeah, she's loving it, isn't she? That's, there's no pain there. There's no anguish. She's um, enjoying every minute of that. And he comes in and sees it, and yet his reaction to it is so befuddling. I don't really... Is he so stunned? again, if you're gonna, the way I sort of looked at it, right, and this might be me being a bit hardbrow, but obviously, because he's having this like affair with this lovely woman, right? Um, so he, it's like thinking that's what he wants. He wants the nice version of his wife, but actually what he really likes is his other his real wife being sort of happy. Or be pleasured or whatever. So remember what happens with this tang- tangly demon. What it turns into, it turns into Mark's doppelganger, or Mark's evil doppelganger. So in the same way that he can't let go of his wife and has this angelic version of her, she can't let go of her husband and has this like evil version of him. You know, this like off kilter, like edgy. Like, not very nice. There's something sinister about him. And that's what she sort of, like, built up with the killing and all this type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's a movie about a fucking a demon. So... Could be, mate. Could be. <laughs> or, or, do you not think that eventually Mark is uh, a copy and she is a copy? The, 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 his real wife has not there anymore where she's always been a copy. Oh, there's another layer, guys, in the fact that the German spies decide to try and kill Sam Neil for whatever reason. Well, and his wife. This is the thing. They get get killed. Spoilers at the end. So were they always doppelgangers? Was that actually, when he came home from being a spy, was it actually his wife or was it all the time a doppelganger? You know? Mate. Layers, layers of such layers, a layers. What a f- it is a fucking and it's a it's long, mm. long. Like oh, we got another two over a two hour movie of just absolute exhausting, exhausting acting, <coughs> mind bending. It's exa- It's exhausting. Um, but you tantalising as well, and that's something that you can't really turn away from because it's kind of hypnotic. I would have said in like. And it's so 
it's so over the top, but it fucking works. You know, this is like a, a proper movie. I don't know if this won anything or if this was like completely and utterly um, brushed over. I don't know. But tell us, Matt. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? There's not a ton of facts out there. There's a lot of breakdowns and a lot of synopsises and stuff like that. But again, all, all these people are just making assumptions of what they think or their 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 point of view and stuff like that. There's no set in stone kind of like answer to what's going on. Before I before you do it, I did just have a look at the Cannes Film Festival in 1981. Yeah, he won Palm the Palm d'Or and she won Best Actress. So that's that's that I feel pretty. That's awesome that they did have some that sort of level of recognition. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So uh, Isabel Jani uh, is reported saying possession is the only type of film that you you can do when you are young. Uh, he is a director that makes you sink into his world of darkness and his demons. It is okay when you are young because you are excited to go there. His movies are very special, but they totally focus on women as if they are lilies. It was quite an amazing film to do, but I got bruised inside and out. It was exciting to do. It was it was broken bone. Sorry, it was no broken bones broken, but it was like how or why did I do that? I don't think any other actress ever did two films with him. And apparently, after this film, after seeing it, she actually tried to commit suicide. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true, but it affected her pretty bad. Um. This film was heavily censored uh, for its uh, US release and apparently it was banned in the UK for a while until about 1999, I think. Um, this is a strange one. I've got to look up this video. But Rosamund Pike reenacted the infa- infamous scene uh, that Isabel Ajani did in the subway for a music video by Massive Attack, Voodoo in My Blood. I don't think I've even seen that video. But uh, now I want to go and watch it. <laughs> just to see what what how it was done. Um, a number of critics deny the creature with tentacles in the physical reality. It may be a reflection of Anna's psychosis, uh, the product of Mark's inflamed consciousness, unable to accept his wife's betrayal or a kind of revenge for the, direct, uh, the director traumatised by his own divorce from his ex-wife. Which was, I thought was quite interesting. If you look at the graffiti in the, in the wall, uh, in the subway, there's a graffiti reading... You're just another brick in the wall uh, with an anarchy symbol. You can see that. Um, and that is everything I've got on it, really. Yeah, this was a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to rate it. After that discussion, it's a 10 for me. I just, 10? Yeah, I, I think this is fucking... Wow. I thought this was fucking incredible. Just... <laughs> I didn't think, I think, I thought it was going to be absolute tripe after the, in like when I was when I was getting into it, but he just like, I can't, I'd watch it again. I think, well, like, give me a, a break for a little while, but yeah, it was just, um, it was nuts. I've never really quite seen any air performance quite like that, to be honest. Yeah. It was fucking amazing, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> Proper movie. <laughs> surprised that like this one doesn't get talked about as much as as much as say the likes of the exorcist and stuff like that because this has got so much more 
depth and and sort of mystery and like you know that that sort of like element of like okay make your own mind up sort of thing as well as sort of follow it i don't know i think because it is a head scratcher in it that's why that's the problem i think it's so complex and there is no answers and it's a bit too weird and it is it is very in certain areas a bit arty and stuff but i think Mm. that's probably why it's not so mainstream it's like it's a film that you watch and you go fuck me that was crazy and like you said it sticks for you for days because you just keep thinking about it and the first thing i wanted to do is read up about it what did that mean what did this mean because i didn't quite you know understand what was going on but for me for me it's a nine yeah, admirable. Yeah, quality. Paul, I'm going to go nine as well. I don't. I don't know. I just I, for some reason I can't give it a ten. I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't. I, really just, I just think I, if it was a ten, it's like something I wouldn't. I, I, you know, if it's a ten, it's got to be something I would go and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Like Alien or Aliens is like I wouldn't mm-hmm. do this with this, but it definitely deserves its due. Um, just just because I'm marking it down probably for a rewatchability, it's probably a bit unfair. But that's why I would say I'd give it a nine. Ah, that's fair, man. Yeah, I think I think that's where my point is. The enjoyment factor is that <laughs> while I while no while I thought it was amazing, I did. You put through the ring. Sit there and think, did I really did I really enjoy the film? And I, I guess I like, just enjoy demon rape. So it's probably you, why you just enjoy seeing that word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, it wasn't rape, so... There you no, go. consensual. Yeah, it wasn't like Matt's grisly fate on the beach in the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, my God. Okay, there we go. So, Possession, 1981. Great pick, Mr. Stevens. Great pick. You are welcome. Um, yeah, there we go. Possession, 9 out of 10. Amazing. We need a drum roll for this next pick, then. So our next episode is the 150th episode. No pressure, Mr. Paul Butcher. But no, have we really got to make a big? Have we really got to make a big deal about it? It's big pressure. It's right. big pick. <laughs> We're not being accepted oh. critters too. I'm telling you. That's a shame. Okay, now down to episode 150. What have I? little nugget of we uh, we managed to pull for this one. I think we should watch another John Carpenter. Ooh. Which one haven't we done? So six thirteen haven't done that and then done the fog. So but I think I'm gonna go for Big Trouble and Little China. Yes reflexes. Oh I know, come on, that's a bit of Kurt Russell. Out of the bag there, sonny, sonny. Sonny. Do you know what I wish we could just go back pork chop express mate. Wish we could go back and do the thing again. It's yes, funny. so Big Trouble in Little China, episode 150. Right, that's episode 149. Done. Moving on to 150, mental. Um, we have got a, uh, we're gonna, our main review is going to be a little bit of a surprise. And we've got another surprise for our summer screen battle, which is going to be really fun. We've got a, um, we've got a listener on, you know, like a little competition winner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah I've just pulled out the bag for our 150 episode Big Trouble in Little China come on lads can't bloody wait is there one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast I am the devil and I am here to do the devil's work 
You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>